welcome to the West End News Podcast. I'm your host, publisher, and editor of the West End News, Tony Zelli. Today, I'm joined by Nancy Dorans, a travel advisor, West End resident, and regular contributor to West End News. Nancy, welcome. Thanks, Tony. Uh, Nancy's here today to uh, discuss Adventure Elevate, the Adventure Travel Trade Association's um, annual conference, which is coming to Portland. And uh, but before we dive into that, I wanted to um, I was hoping, Nancy, that you could take a uh, moment to uh, tell us about yourself. Um, how long have you been doing this work in the, the travel industry and um, what is it that you uh, particularly love about it these days? Well, thanks for having me, Tony. That's a big question. I uh, have been in the travel business for a long time since the dawn of deregulation, 1980, um, 82, I guess. I, I went to travel school in 1980 and I uh, got a job as a small travel agency in Akron, Ohio back then and learned then all about the uh, ins and outs of the travel agency business. Um, and then I uh, moved to Cleveland before I moved to New England in the late 80s. So I have been doing this a long time and a lot has changed. I left the business for a while, about eight years, and then that's when the internet was born and I thought it would be very different coming back into the industry uh, with the internet. And turns out the actual airline computer systems had not changed much at all, which was kind of nice. They seem to still be having trouble with those systems. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, it's it's for the computer people that are listening, it's actually based on a pre-DOS system, United and American Airlines. DOS, like D-O-S. Yeah, DOS. <laughs> like pre-Windows operating system. Yeah, right, right. So the internet uh, has changed the world of travel, but uh, it's made my job easier in some sense, but um, also turned a lot of people into uh, travel agents. They're just, they think they can do it themselves, but I um, have been out on my own as an independent travel advisor for going on 10 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> believe it or not. And um, I, I'm here to say we're not we're not extinct, we're still around, and we are needed more now than ever because it's a complicated world. <laughs> yeah, um, post-2020 uh, and the uh, COVID virus, um, even now in 2023, what are some of the unique challenges? Well, um, travel is, is picking up. We have this thing they call... Uh, Revenge travel, whereas dun, dun, dun. <laughs> people are uh, mad that they didn't get to do things for the last two and a half years or more, and uh, they're ready to go. And so, uh, but the challenges are mainly, like you said before, the airlines cut way back during the uh, pandemic on services and flights and staff, and then, and then travel need and came back faster than they anticipated and so that's what caused a lot of the problems with the airports and the airlines but then there's uh, folks like yourself who are ready to help 
<laughs> right, right. And when someone asks me why should I use a, a, a travel advisor uh, or w how is it that you are doing this, I say, well, or and can, can it be, can I get it cheaper through you? I have a, a canned response I use uh, to say I reduce risk and stress, add value and convenience, and make sure that your trip is the um, best experience possible. So that usually helps. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, uh, I want to say, horror stories, but maybe fun stories of recent um, near catastrophes? Oh. <laughs> uh -huh. oh, I've got lots of lots of stories. Um, people that have gone on the bus to go to Boston to go on a trip and have picked up their husband's passport instead of their own. Oh, no. Yeah, that was minor because we, we worked it out, but... Yeah, I think everyone has either an airport or an airline that they would never, ever travel with again because of an experience they had. But I'm here to say that all, all the experiences are, you know, independent of, of you know, every, everybody has a problem occasionally. Yeah, things can just happen when you're traveling. Right. Um, there's a big, uh, I think convention is the right word. Event. They event. call it an event. Yeah. Um, and so it's, uh, hosted by the Adventure Travel Trade Association and they're right. coming to Portland. Uh, wh who are they all about? Well, this is a wonderful organization that I kind of, uh, connected with right when I was starting my company, their non-traditional travel industry, uh, group. It's in the um, more traditional group is ASTA, American Society of Travel Agents. They changed it to advisors now. Um, but ATTA is made up of local uh, tour operators, buyers, and sellers in, the, in B2B and B2C, and also um, media people, travel writers, and um, and the travel advisor section of the pie of the membership of ATTA is small, but they understand that we are valuable to be part of that organization because we're the ones that actually have the client base. Um, you know, so, yeah, and, and I have been a member since, well, probably going on 10 years now. They have an annual world summit somewhere different every year. I went in 2018, it was in Tuscany. Next year, it's in Hokkaido, Japan. Last year, it was in uh, Lugano, Switzerland. And this event that's coming to Portland is a more um, North American-based event that is, um, it's called Adventure Elevate, right? Yep, Adventure Elevate, and it's coming May 9th through 11th. And um, what is it, it's doing specifically is showcasing the city of Portland is an adventure destination. So members of the ATTA that um, live and work in this area are, are being asked to um, participate, but also people are coming from all over, all over the country and all over the world to learn more about what Portland has to offer. And, and what is an adventure? What is an adventure? <laughs> to the Adventure Travel Trade well, Group. Oh, <laughs> well, in, in these, events 
they have not only a day of adventure the day before the event but and that's what they're going to do with this because it's just a three-day event two days of conference one day of adventure so for that i think they are working on some bike uh, bike rides and they're really trying to keep it within greater portland and not not go up to Katahdin or Mount Desert Island. However, people that are coming for the conference are excited to venture out before and after the conference to the parts of Maine. It's <laughs> going to be fun. In fact, people that I have met at other events and, uh, are coming. These uh, five or six tour operators from southern Chile, from Patagonia region, are going to be here. So they're very excited. A chance to show them what we have to offer. Right, right. <laughs> And of course, they want to see uh, eat lobster and see lighthouses and go to Acadia. But there's oh, more yes. than that. Well, that's what we're going to do for them: is show them the rest. Yeah, there's the traditional along with the adventurous, right? Right, right. The West End News podcast is produced by the West End News, Portland, Maine's free community news resource since 2001. The West End News is written by a team of volunteers and freelance journalists and is brought to you with support from local advertisers. If you are interested in advertising in print, online, or with our podcast, email thewestendnews at gmail.com. And if you enjoy reading community print news, it's easy to support us. The next time you need a product, service, or night out, visit one of our advertisers and tell them the West End News sent you. If you were to travel um, out to the world and have an adventure, what kind of stuff are you looking for? Well, um, part of what I've learned is being a member of the ATTA, and they have the adventure travel conservation side of the organization. It's a totally separate organization. They're really interested in sustain sustainability and also um, how we can uh, travel with a purpose rather than just um, traveling for R&R, &R, get away from it all. Um, and last year I saw a movie, The um, Last Tourist, which was produced by Bruce Poon, who, who is the founder of G Adventures, which is a huge international travel company. And Jane Goodall is in the film, and it talks about how our Earth is really... Um, damaged in certain locations because of too many people visiting and um during the pandemic during the early months of the pandemic that the the whole planet kind of got a breath of fresh air literally um and uh it, that's when they were um making this film so it's very interesting so, so my my business is kind of shifting a little bit to more trips that take you out of the ordinary destinations off the place off the place that you would think you would go when you won't go to Italy or Spain, you know. What do you? What would you like to see attendees of the um, Adventure Elevate take away from their experience in Portland? Well, that's a that's a great question, and I was able to attend a planning luncheon a couple months ago for the people that are organizing the event, and one of the things I mentioned that I wanted them to. Um, highlight of, in the city of Portland is is the kind of hidden diversity that that this city has and even I being having been here over 20 years 
was a little um, more exposed to the, the wonderful diversity we have in this city because during, during the pandemic, I, uh, I got, had the opportunity to work at uh, Deering High School, which is very diverse. And I, um, it, it was a wonderful opportunity for me to learn more about the, the different neighborhoods and people that live in this city that you might not necessarily meet on a daily basis. Yeah, Portland is um, every year growing more diverse and um, we're not just the city we used to be, but always changing, right? Right, and I mentioned that to the, to the folks that were here to help plan the event, and I, I uh, actually reached out to some of the city council members to see if they would want to participate. Pius Ali was very excited about the opportunity, and Roberto Rodriguez as well. So I'm hopeful that they have um, connected with them to see if they could have some speakers or some more uh, diverse exposure. Yeah. I imagine that's something you often look for when traveling yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, cultural immersion is a pretty important part of, of the way I like to travel, I like to meet the people that live and work in the community. And yeah, and also my, especially in my small group uh, global adventures, sometimes I, I take people out of their comfort zone and into an area or a, a place where they're going to meet people that are different than themselves and maybe develop a little bit more appreciation for the local culture and scene. So that's important to me. Yeah, could you tell us about one of those recent trips? Um, well, maybe not so recent, but in, um, in 2017, a small group of us went to Namibia and Botswana in Africa and I initially I had been to Africa twice before the year before with a group to South Africa and uh, Victoria Falls but this time I wanted to go to Namibia and Botswana because I had heard a lot about the Okavango Delta and the dunes in Namibia and but honestly it was um, the people that I met there that really were the treasure of that of that trip and um, yeah, that's I've, over and over again. I you know I appreciate the the way that I travel and find out people, you know, connect with people from different parts of the world. So, are there any parts of the world you haven't been? Oh gosh, in? yes, <laughs> <laughs> plenty. Um, I'm always looking for places that that I would want to go but that is also looks like a good value for a, a possible group adventure yeah because you it's part of what you do yeah right <laughs> you're not going by yourself <laughs> no no that would be boring <laughs> <laughs> travel can be fun <laughs> yeah. um it can be challenging as well but um the lately i like to find places that are really good value and interesting and, and maybe not on everybody's list. Um, the, this fall, I went to uh, the Azores, the islands off the coast of Portugal. Oh, that sounds lovely. And they are really beautiful. There's nine islands, and they're all very different. They're very full of people with a lot of pride and um, also 
volcanic activity and 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 it's affordable they they have um really great food and seafood and um produce and also wonderful wine and beautiful gardens and yeah it's just and cheese lots of good cheese so it's it's a considerable good value of a place that might necessarily be overlooked plus it's close i mean you can go nonstop from boston to the azores it's a four and a half hour flight wow across yeah. the pond not all the way because it's two, it's two hours from there to get to the continent oh wow yeah so it's so it's far coast. out in yeah. the in the atlantic but because of that it's it's got uh tropical breezes going north that bring different kind of birds on the islands to the east that, that come down from the islands on the west so it's a migrator birding paradise and and whales come through there as well i got to see a sperm whale uh, when i was there which we don't see here in yeah. in maine so that was pretty cool uh, there's always so much to learn traveling oh yeah yeah always learning always learning um about things about the area and the people i'm with and myself it's always a you know keeps me keeps me young i guess <laughs> i don't know and what um what are some of the trips you have coming up well i i have a a couple different types of trips that i offer and it, like i said because it's uh, travel is coming back um pretty fast and furious so i'm trying to keep up but um i'm doing a trip to New York City, the middle of April for four, four days, three nights on a bus tour out of Portland, and um, I do run these local local bus tours. Christmas in New York for the Rockettes or Quebec City for Winter Carnival. Not so much fun. Well, it's <laughs> got to get out in the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun. This year it was the first weekend in February, which was the coldest weekend on record for a lot of people along. For a long time, I was awful here in Portland, Maine, with negative wind chills. I can't even imagine way up in Montreal. Well, no, it was Quebec. Quebec. Yeah, <laughs> um, in Quebec, because of Celsius, you know, you're always trying to figure out how cold is it. But once it gets down to negative forty, it's the same. Negative forty <laughs> Celsius is negative forty Fahrenheit. It's it's really cold, and um, the unfortunately uh, the it was so cold that um, the festival didn't open until two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. That seems unheard of for the winter carnival. <laughs> I know, and it it was frustrating. So the organizers, um, yeah, yeah, it was frustrating because it re reflected poorly <laughs> on on the whole group. But yeah. but we did, you know, we made the most of it. And yeah, and travel even with an advisor. There are just some things that happen. Yeah. There's a, a lot of adaptation. Well, <laughs> in February of 2020, which was my last trip before uh, COVID, right before, yeah. um, we went to Quebec City for Winter Carnival. And on the way there, we stopped in um, Skowhegan at the McDonald's just for a restroom snack break and um, got back on the road. And then with the, about 40 miles south, of uh, Quebec City, the highway was closed because there had been an accident. 
and there was snowing and wind. It was like a blizzard, blizzard conditions. And so we had to get off of the highway and wait. We were at a, another McDonald's. Not that I'm, I'm doing that on purpose. <laughs> That's not usually the off the beaten path you're looking for. No, but they do have clean bathrooms. <laughs> but they, yeah, it's a place <laughs> off the highway. Yeah. <laughs> So this one also was connected to a convenience store and a gas station, and the convenience store had beer and wine. So we we were there for two and a half hours waiting for the um, highway to reopen, and uh, and people were asking me, where what's going on? What are we going to do? And I'm like, well, aren't you glad we're here, inside here, and not stuck behind the, the traffic of the accident still on the highway? And uh, I actually met someone the next day, and that was exactly what had happened to their bus. They were on the, behind the accident on the highway for four hours. So, But our driver, we had one person that spoke French on the group. She um, spoke with the manager of the McDonald's who helped translate to the driver about the diff another way to get around to get to the bridge, so we did, We went around the accident, and then when they finally got there, the bridge was open, and we got to, we, we didn't have to spend the night in a shelter. If there are any folks listening who are interested in traveling and, and, and want to reach out, what would be a, a great way to find you? Well, the, the name of my business is Adventure Marketplace. It's a big name because I didn't know what direction it was gonna go when I, when I opted out on my own. And um, so it's adventure-marketplace.com is my website. And uh, I'm on Facebook as well. And, and in the West End News every month. Yes, I was, uh, I was <laughs> not going to forget to mention that uh, uh, everyone can find you and your articles and follow what you're up to every month in the West End News um, in our adventure travel section. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Nancy. And... Um, uh, we'll look forward to seeing um, travelers from around the world at the Adventure Travel Trade Association's Adventure Elevate. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to find out what day of adventure I get to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Nancy. The West End News Podcast is distributed by The West End News, Portland, Maine's free community news resource since 2001. The West End News Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Tony Zelli. Music is by Aaron Zelli. Find our podcast at thewestendnews.com. Thank you for listening to Local Independent Media.